Has it been good? <laughs> oh, I know he's been good to me. Bless the Lord. He is still good. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. Amen. Anybody know the Lord is good? That was just blessing me while it was uh, while it was playing. And I'll tell you, my hands got to going, my feet got to padding because I know that the Lord is still good, even in spite of everything we've been through, in spite of everything we are yet going through. That does not detract from the goodness, the awesomeness, the amazing grace and the wonderful mercies of our good God. Amen. He is still good. So good to see each of you on this afternoon, this evening. God is great and so greatly to be praised. I'm so glad that all of you are here with us uh, in the room. Who do we have in the room? Sister Cherie is already here. Yeah, he's still good. I see you waving your hands. Amen. Anita Shaw is in the room. God bless you. Shelba Moore is with us this evening. Good to see you, Brother Stevenson. God bless you. Thank you so much, Brother Stevenson. I saw you were on. Clara Roberts, God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Roberts. Cleveland Banks, my friend, my brother. God bless you. Good to see you. One of those good ushers back there. Amen. Loretta Epps is on this evening. God bless you. Good to see you. Sister Palmer is watching. Amen. Sister Sanders, Shirley Sanders. Amen. Got to see you this this past Sunday, good to see you, Sister Sanders. Uh, Lavertis Walker, God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Walker. Nora Davenport Lawson, God bless you. Good to see you, our Alabama connection. Good to see you all are still joining us and still with us. We're thankful for all of our friends, not only who are here with us, but all who are around uh, the country who gather with us by way of, of, of virtual means. We thank God that uh, you are doing so and continue to do so. One, one of the great uh, privileges uh, that we've had through this pandemic is making new friends, making new connections. And I'm so glad uh, to have met so many wonderful people, so many people 
who have reached out to us, who have uh, been a blessing to us as as we have hopefully been a blessing to you. And so we're thankful that you continue to engage us in this way. Amen. Robbie Buckhalter Singleton, God bless you. Cornelius Adams, God bless you, brother. Good to see you this evening. Amen. Josephine Bronson, God bless you. God is a good God. And he is so greatly to be praised. While you all are still coming in the room, I want to thank you all for your prayers over the last couple of days. Uh, many of you know that we just finished our first session uh, of the of the uh, General Missionary Baptist State Convention, our fall session, first session for me as president. And what a mighty, mighty time we had uh, in Hattiesburg. So I want to thank you because I know Kay Chapel uh, was praying for me, praying for your pastor. Uh, that it would be a successful session. And indeed it was. And it was that mostly because you were praying for us. You were lifting us up. Uh, you had us before the altar. And I thank God uh, that you did so in a mighty, mighty, mighty way. And God showed up in a mighty, mighty way. All over that place, we saw pastors who were blessed uh, by that pastor's all call. We saw pastors who were praying, uh, pastors who were being prayed for. And what a great time we had. Uh, just being revived and restored uh, as we needed to as pastors. So thank you so much uh, for your prayers and for lifting us up during that time. Horace Ingram Sr. is in the house. God bless you. Uh, Vincent Bohana is in the house. God bless you. So many of you all are coming. Go ahead and share this with your neighbor and your friends. Let them know that you are watching K Chapel Live as we get into the word of God on tonight. Amen. Let's pray you all. Eternal God, our Father, how grateful, how thankful we are for this time together. God, we thank you that you are with us. You stay with us. You continue to walk with us and hold our hands. And Father, we're grateful for your fellowship and for your friendship and for your fatherhood in our lives. Thank you for the privilege to be able to call you Father and how great you are in our lives. God, now... We ask your blessings upon this time in the study of your, of your word. We pray, oh God, that you would give us insight and understanding and that we might be built up in the knowledge of your word, <clears throat> that we might stand firmly on the promises of your word. And Lord, that your word would, um, would be planted deep within the soil of our souls, uh, that that seed would germinate and produce fruit in our lives, the fruit of your Holy Spirit, that we would uh, be more loving, be more kind, be more patient and gentle, meek and humble, that we would walk by faith, O oh God, not by sight. We thank you and we love you and we believe it to be done now. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and our Christ, we do pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Well, listen, let's get into the word, you all. It is it is just about we're turning the corner and getting ready for that great uh, family and friend holiday that we celebrate. Uh, we call it Thanksgiving. Amen. Uh, we talk about and think about the, uh, the, the, the pilgrims who came to this country and uh, were befriended uh, by the natives who are already here. Um, we think about what came from that relationship. And in fact, Thanksgiving became a national holiday based on, um, based on that 
experience based on the hardship that happened and then uh, the bounty that occurred um, and then the giving of thanks uh, that resulted. But I want to say this, long before, long before um, that whole experience in the new world, as it was called, uh, long before uh, there were pilgrims and Puritans, long before any of that, there was this word thanksgiving in the Bible. In fact, in fact, that's what we want to talk about. Thanks, but not just thanksgiving, but thanksgiving. Okay, emphasis on, emphasis on giving. Um, because what I want, what I want us to understand is that biblically speaking, uh, Thanksgiving is is something that the body of Christ, that believers in God, should be practicing. It is given to us uh, as as a means uh, for worship. And we're going to see some things about the giving of thanks uh, in the Bible that hopefully will help to center uh, the celebration that will take place in a couple of a couple of weeks. That hopefully will help to center, give some centering thought to what we're doing, so that it is not just um, a season but it that it becomes a part of the lifestyle of our worship because that's what it's intended to be that's its original intent that we would give thanks to our god that we would give thanks to our king that we would take the time to in very meaningful and very spiritual ways, tell God, Lord, I thank you. So a few things that we wanna look at tonight. Um, first, I, I, wanna, I wanna, before we look at any of the points, I wanna, I wanna try and give you some context. Um, about, about the giving of thanks uh, from the Old Testament and what, uh, what God gives us as a system, a system of offerings, a system of giving that is a part of and was a part of worship and the believers uh, who worship God systematically. God gives a whole system for how we are to give thanks and how we are to include offerings in our worship. And so, and so there was, uh, there are five groups basically of offerings. There's the burnt offering. Um, and in the burnt offering, this is uh, what what God gave as uh, the 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 symbol for atonement, 
the burnt offering was um, usually a, 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 an animal that was sacrificed, and that animal was then uh, burned uh, as atonement uh, for sin committed against God. So there was the burnt offering. There was the grain offering. The grain offering uh, was what was presented after the burnt offering. It was it was it was what one gave uh, after being made right with God, after having uh, having had atonement with God. The burnt offering was given as a sign of. Uh, you might say a sign of grace, God's grace, that I am in relationship with God. And this grain offering now symbolizes uh, the, the, the grace given uh, unto me. The grain offering was just that. It was grain. It was cereal. It was wheat. Um, and sometimes the grain offering was also um, um, joined with what, what was called the drink offering or the libation. Um, and so the, sometimes a libation would be poured on top of the grain offering. So there's the burnt offering, there's the grain offering. Uh, there is, I want to talk about the uh, purification or the sin offering. Uh, the sin offering, um, you, you can look in Leviticus um, right around three, maybe four, Leviticus maybe four. Um, you, you see this, this offering was presented for or presented as a way for, uh, for ceremonial cleansing. Um, so when the priests uh, would enter into the tabernacle, uh, it was this, this purification offering uh, that was given as a sign of, of being purified before entering into the presence or entering into the Holy of Holies. Um, and so this was a way of cleansing. This was a way of, 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 of purification before entering into the presence of God. There was also the guilt offering or reparations, um, the reparations offering. This was given when there were cases of, of damage that was done between brothers or sisters, right? That there was an offering given to to symbolize, or all, I shouldn't say symbolize, actually to to rectify, uh, to 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 offer reparations for what was taken or or for property that was damaged. If you were uh, the guilty party, uh, there was an offering given for the reparations of 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 what occurred, the sin or the trespass that occurred. But the ones that I want to look at tonight is in that category called the peace offerings, the peace offerings. And, and in the peace offering, the peace offering, uh, you had three types of peace offerings. One was the wave offering. Uh, the wave offering was uh, what the priests would uh, sometimes wave uh, before the Lord. That might be, um, sometimes it might be grain. It might be, um, uh, Sometimes it, it, if I if I got it right, sometimes it just might be the the fabrics uh, or or the hands themselves. It was a wave offering before the Lord. 
There was uh, the, the vow or the votive offering. Uh, th this was actually when, um, when there were promises made, when there were vows made. Uh, there was uh, an offering given to seal that promise or to, 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 to give symbol to the vow that was made. But the one that I want to look at tonight is what was called the thanks offering, the thank offering or the thanksgiving offering, okay? The thank offering. This was a part of the peace offerings. And the first thing I want you to understand about the thank offering or the thanksgiving is that this was a free will offering. It was a free will offering. This was something that was given absolutely a free choice. This wasn't, this wasn't commanded. This wasn't something that, that God said you must do. This wasn't the tithe. This was something that was given purely out of a heart that was full of gratitude. It was freely given. And in Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 22, Leviticus chapter 22, you see that. Leviticus 22 and 29 says, And when ye will offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord, offer it at your own will. Offer it at your own will. This is something that comes from the heart. So the first thing I want you to understand about Thanksgiving is that it has to be inside of you. It has to come freely from a free-flowing, grateful, and great-filled heart. Thanksgiving should not be pulled out of you. Thanksgiving is not something that you... Should, are forced to do. Thanksgiving is not something that 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 should be that should come out of you from a guilty sort of consciousness. But Thanksgiving flows freely from a grateful and a filled heart for the goodness of God. That song that was playing when he when when this broadcast began, he's been good. See, Thanksgiving comes when you know that you know that he's been good. Thanksgiving flows freely when you know that God has been good. After all that you've been through, he's been good. And when you know he's been good, you will offer thanks and give thanks freely. And here's what I believe. I believe that God is ultimately interested in thanksgiving that flows freely. Not something that comes out of guilt, but something that just comes from a heart of gratitude. God, you've been good. So in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 11, Verse 24 says, one person gives freely, 
yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. I want you to see this because what, what the wisdom writer here is saying to us is that, listen, when you have a heart that gives freely, whether that's the giving of thanks or whether that's the giving of, of offerings unto God, the giving of your, your tithes, the giving of your gifts, when you give freely to the Lord, right? And, and, and let's talk about what free giving is. Giving freely is when you are not counting your coins. Talk to me, somebody. Giving freely is, is not when you are, are doing the arithmetic down to the number and deciding this is 10% and you don't give one cent over the 10% because, because you've done the arithmetic. Giving freely is when you understand what the 10% is, but you aren't limited to that. And you and you give freely because you know that God has been good. So one person gives freely, and the wisdom writer says, the person who gives freely like that gains even more. But another withholds unduly. And that person comes to poverty. And some of us can be witnesses of that because some of us have tried to hold on to money and tried to keep, keep what we got longer than what we're supposed to have it. Amen, somebody. And, and what you've discovered is the longer you try to keep it and, and you thought it should be building up more and more and more, and yet you keep looking and, and more and more and more keeps having to be spent on other stuff. Y'all not going to talk to me in here. I need some folk who will be honest, who will be honest tonight and say, yeah, that's me, preacher, because I, 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 I wasn't tithing. I was trying to, to, to hold on to a little bit, but every time, every time I tried to hold on to a little bit, something else came up and something else came up and I never was able. That's because of this principle of what the wisdom writer is saying right here. One person gives freely and that person gains even more when he gives freely, but another withholds unduly and comes to poverty. What God is trying to tell us is get in our hearts and our spirits an attitude of gratitude so that we give unto the Lord freely. Give thanks freely. Give of ourselves freely. Give of our tithe freely. Give of our time freely. Give of our talents freely. Okay? So that's the first thing. Thanksgiving should be done freely. You shouldn't be forced or made to feel guilty before you give thanks. Number two, number two, number two. Are you with me so far? The giving of thanks, the giving of thanks 
should be done cheerfully. You hear me say this every Sunday. I'm not making this up. This is Bible, y'all. This isn't something that we just thought sounded good. This is Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 8. This is from the, I'm, I've got the English Standard Version. Whatever version you have is fine. It says, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And who whosoever or whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, right? In other words, that's going back to what we just talked about. When you give, don't give grudgingly or don't give because you're being forced to. That's what that means, right? Don't give in such a way that you're 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 regretting what you're giving or you're thinking twice about what you're giving. Don't give reluctantly or under compulsion. Why? For the Lord loves a cheerful giver. He loves a cheerful giver. Cheerful. <laughs> cheerful giver, right? In other words, listen, listen. What God says is when, when you give to me, I don't want to see you all frowned up. If it hurts you to give, right? If if you mad and sad about giving, if 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 giving to the Lord bothers you that much, God says, "Listen, I I I don't I don't want that kind of gift. Think about it. Who who wants who wants to hear I love you with a frown on your face? I love you. Right? Who who wants to hear that? Who wants to hear the words but see a face and an expression and hear a tone that doesn't coincide and align with the words. God says, if you're going to say it, mean it. If you're going to give it, then have the kind of heart that accompanies the gift. And if you're going to be grumpy and grudging about it, God says, I, I, I'd rather not. I'd rather not. Point is this, be cheerful in your giving. And here's what's going to help you to be cheerful in the giving. It's the next part of the verse. It says, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. That ought to make you cheerful in your giving. Right there. When you think about the fact that whatever you give unto God, that you're not going to go without, that God is going to make sure that you have exactly what you need so that what you're trying to do, you'll be able to do it. The stuff that you need to carry out the work that you're doing, this scripture says God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you would have all sufficiency in everything you need. Why? Because you gave cheerfully.
because you gave with the right kind of attitude. You gave with joy in your heart. You gave with peace on your mind. You, you gave believing that as I give God this thanks offering, and remember, I'm giving it of choice. It's free will. I'm giving this of my own volition. Nobody's making me do it. I'm giving it to God because God has been good to me. And as I do this, I believe that God is going to give me everything that I need in return. That is thanksgiving. That's thanksgiving. Are you with me? Thirdly, 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 thanksgiving, thanksgiving is done liberally. It's done liberally. I say it every Sunday. I say it every Sunday. I say, do two things. However you give. Remember, y'all know my, y'all know it by now. I said, you can give by way of the text. You can give by way of, of, of the K Chapel app. You can give by dropping your offering off at the office. And I say this, whatever you do and however you do it, do two things. Give so liberally and give so cheerfully, right? Give so liberally and give so cheerfully. That's Bible, y'all. Give so liberally. I want you to look at Mark's gospel, Mark chapter 12, because Jesus highlights and brings, draws attention, draws the, draws the disciples' attention to an act of liberal giving. When he points out something that's happening in the temple. Mark chapter 12, beginning with verse 41. And he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper, copper coins, which made a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, truly, I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who were contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had. All she had to live on. Jesus, Jesus, shifts the attention of the disciples from the big money gifts to the big hearted gifts. This lady gave liberally out of her heart because she gave out of her poverty. They were impressed with the large amounts, but Jesus was not impressed with the large amount because he knew not only what they were giving, he knew what they were keeping for themselves. <laughs> and so Jesus wasn't impressed with how much, how large the gift was because he knew 
how much, much more they had for themselves. He looked at this lady and said, this lady is given more than all of them because she doesn't have anything left. She gave it all liberally out of her poverty. And so oftentimes the question is not how much have you given, but how much have you kept? Good God Almighty, that'll preach by itself. Quit bragging on how much you've given. <laughs> if when you look at how much you've got left and you know that you could have given God more. Hmm. Some of us, some of us have approached giving completely wrong because we have impressed ourselves with being tithers. We have impressed ourselves with giving 10% when we got 90% left. So Jesus says, I know, I know y'all looking at, y'all looking at what was dropped in the offering tray. That was real. That, that, that's a big amount because you, you're looking at what was given. He says, I'm looking at what was left. And she, the woman who put in one penny, outgave them all. Wow. That's liberal giving. That that that's also huh, that's also faithful giving, y'all. That's not in the notes, but but let me just say that that's faithful giving. Because when you're giving everything and you don't have anything left, that that's the kind of giving that says, however I make it, I'm depending on God. I God has got to come through. He's got to come through. That's faithful giving. But stay with me. Go with me to 2 Corinthians. I'm going to stick with liberal giving for one for, for another moment. 2 Corinthians. Yeah, we're good on time. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Um, let's see. I think this is right. 2 Corinthians 8. I'm going to start at 1. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia, for in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. See, this is the same principle. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. And this not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. Paul is commending this church. He is commending these givers because it is out of their affliction, out of their lack, that somehow they are giving to the mission and to the ministry of Paul. And he says, extreme poverty, out of their extreme poverty, 
has overflowed into this wealth of generosity. In other words, they can't even afford to give. And yet they're giving. They, if anybody ought to be trying to save, he's saying, those are the ones. And yet those are the very ones who out of their lack still find it in their hearts to give. And he commends them. Because that, that, that is thanksgiving. That is saying, Lord, <laughs> if I look at it, I can't afford it. But, but that's, watch this, but that's logical. Logic tells me I can't afford it. And if I were being logical, I would keep what I have. But, but Thanksgiving is not based on being logical. Thanksgiving is based on being spiritual. I feel like preaching right now. See, and some of us have been so logical in our giving that we've never entered into being spiritual with our giving. Because we've been mathematical, we've been adding and subtracting, and we've been doing the math and what makes sense and what adds up. And you will never experience the great power of God and his Holy Spirit and the, the, this, this what, what Paul says, my God shall supply. You'll never experience that being logical in your giving. You've got to graduate and start being spiritual with your giving. Because spiritual will allow you to give out of your lack. Good God. And when you give out of your lack, you will see God supply what you could not supply for yourself. That's spiritual giving. Some of us have never experienced the supernatural supply of God because we've been so logical with our gifts. We've been so logical and linear and making sure everything adds up. Subtract the carry the one, you know, and, and then that's it, right? That's logical. Come on and be spiritual. I dare you. No, I invite you to be spiritual with your giving. This Sunday, I invite you to be spiritual with your giving. Right? Where it's, where it's where it's more of a thank offering freely freely right nobody's making you nobody's asking you right no or nobody's forcing you but i am inviting you to become spiritual with your giving where it's lord I, for for this sunday or for whenever it is i'm not going to even look at the logic I'm just going to give because I know you've been good. I know what logically I'm supposed to give, but Lord, can I just give you a thank offering? It, it, look, this feels good to me. Ain't nobody in here, but I, this feels good to me. Lord, can I just give you a wave offering of my hands? Can I just give you a thank offering of my lips, but also give you a thank offering from my life? Because you've been good. That's what Paul commends.
that that out of their lack they gave and they were not being logical with their giving they were being spiritual lastly and i'm through for tonight lastly i'm through for tonight and this this brings me that brings me to this last point that in our thanksgiving there's something to be said about being regular giving regularly we talked about freely giving we talked about cheerfully giving we talked about liberally giving but let's talk about regularly giving regularly giving thanks right there's something there's something about the giving about giving that 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 Paul and the, the Old Testament too Old and New Testament, because the, the five the five offerings, the five types of offerings that I mentioned to you earlier, that was that was a system. That was a system of worship. That was a system of giving. It was set up. There was a way to do it. And so, and so God, there's something about a format and a formula that that god appreciates in worship let me help you now let me help you because because there's some folk who feel like um you know when you come when it comes to worship worship ought to be free uh, free expression of the holy ghost and and we ought to just have free be free listen and i'm for i'm for the free expressions of the spirit of god but I also know that God is a God of order. I, I wish y'all would talk to me. There, there is order, right? Creation itself was done in order. There was an order to creation. God is a God of order. So we don't have to choose one or the other. It's both and. And so God gives us in worship and in giving some formality, some form, some structure, some instructions about giving. And one of the instructions is that it ought to be done regularly. There ought to be a system that governs the regular offerings unto God. And Paul picks up on this, actually, in 1 Corinthians when he instructs the saints at Corinth. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 says, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I directed the churches of Galatia, so you also are to do. These are, these are instructions, y'all. Paul says, do it like this. This is the formula. This is the structure. This is how it should be done. How should it be done, Paul? On the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up as he may prosper so that there will be no collection or collecting when I come. Paul says, listen, if we do it this way, good God Almighty, if we do it this way and we put some order to how we give, he says, when I come, 
we won't have to have an offering and take away time that we could be spending either in mission or in worship. That will be done and taken care of, and we can move on. Okay, okay, okay. So, so what I'm seeing here, what I'm seeing here is, is that there are some ways, right? And I think about this, I think about this even, even with, as the pandemic, because the pandemic did some stuff to us, y'all. It not only took some stuff away, but the pandemic gave us some stuff. The pandemic gave us the opportunity to look at how we do things and make adjustments make pivots, adapt. And one of the things that we've done, of course, with our giving, we adapted, we, we, we created new platforms that people could give. And so watch this. And so now people don't have to just wait until Sunday to give. You can give right now, right? The spirit moves on your heart to give. You can give right now. K Chapel out. Right. You can go right now to K Chapel on the website. You can go to the app and you can give right now to your heart is content. Right. When we come to, to in-person worship, we don't pass the tray around anymore. There's their trays or their offerings boxes at the doors. People drop their offering in as they come or as they leave. Right. So there, there are new ways to do things and we can make the pivots, we can make the adjustments and the and the pandemic gave us that. It took some stuff away. It took some stuff away, it took some people away. But it also gave us some opportunities to reimagine how we do things. And think about it, y'all. We don't pass the trays around anymore, but we're still collecting tithes and offerings that allow ministry to take place. And all, think about it. Sometimes offering times in church took 10 minutes to collect offerings. Guess what? That's that's worship time. So yeah, there there so so I, I let me let me get back to what I'm regularly. There should be a system, systematic giving. Paul says, and the Bible, Old and New Testament, helps to helps to uh, make the case that giving should not be done haphazardly, but there should be some forethought. There should be some format in how we give, in when we give, in the way that we give. And I believe this, that when we give regularly, when we give freely, when we give cheerfully, when we give liberally, that that begins to inform an offering to God 
that is really a sweet smelling savor in his nostrils. An offering that is pleasing to him. An offering that God willingly accepts. An offering that makes the heart of God smile. Because he sees from us something that was done with gratefulness, not grudgingly. Something that was done methodically and thoughtfully, not haphazardly. Something that was done generously and, and liberally, not logically. I believe all of that makes the heart of God smile. I invite you, beloved, to give like that. I invite you to transform how you give unto God. When you write that check, when you tap that screen, however it is that you give, I invite you to give more thoughtfully, more cheerfully, more liberally, more regularly because in doing so you're saying to God you've been good amen amen God bless you beloved that's all I got for tonight that's all I got for tonight amen amen listen love you guys thank you so much for tuning in this evening I pray there was a blessing to you. And again, we invite you this Sunday, this Sunday, be a little more thoughtful in your giving. Give freely. Yeah. Really, really, really lean into the giving moment. Really lean into the giving moment, not just as an exercise of religion, but rather as an expression of gratitude. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Let's pray. Turn to God, our Father, how grateful, how thankful we are that you are the great God who gives so much unto us. And Lord, I pray that we would, in this season of thanksgiving, that we would lean into being free givers, freely giving you praise, freely giving you worship, but freely giving of ourselves and of our time, of our talent and of our tithes. God, we pray now that cheerfulness would accompany everything that we give to you. That liberality and regularity would accompany everything that we offer to you. That there would be a freeness freeness of our spirit such that we aren't so logical in our giving but that we are much more spiritual god as we do that as we lean into that type of giving i pray god that you would rise up and stand up in us strongly reminding us that you will supply all of our need according to our riches in glory we thank you god Thank you that you are with us now. 
Thank you that you will remain with us forevermore. And we say tonight unequivocally, God, you've been good. And Lord, help us show you through our giving of thanks how good you've been to us. We pray these in all things now in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all. We're going to see you all Sunday. Amen. That's right. You all sign up for worship. Sign up for worship. Worship is in person this Sunday. You can register right now. So go on and register. We need to see 150 people at church Sunday. All right. God bless you. So go and register. We'll see you soon. God bless. Good night.